Sometimes it's a full song. Sometimes it's a chorus. Sometimes it's a theme. And on special occasions, it's everything at once. And that doesn't happen for me regularly. You know, like that's rare. Between the Grooves is hosted by James Curtis, music director and morning man in the greater Toronto area on Joy Radio. And Aisha Woods, Grammy-nominated singer, songwriter, and musician. Together, they talk with artists and industry insiders to discover our connection between music and faith. You can connect with us on Facebook or Twitter, at Between Grooves. Now, here's James and Aisha. Welcome to Between the Grooves, James Curtis along with Aisha Woods. How are you doing, Aisha? Hey, hey. I'm doing great. It's summertime, my friend. Oh, my favorite season. It really (laughs) is. is. Yeah, I I just, I like the, um, you know, kind of the laid back, um, take a breather, go on vacation, that sort of scenario. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. And I also yes, like the so. fact that I don't have to wear a winter coat. I mean, in Canada, you're from Orlando, so you don't have to worry about that. But but <laughs> in Canada, it's like, you know, as soon as the fall hits, um, you're, you know, got to put the jacket on and then got to dress mm-hmm. warmer and warmer. Mm-hmm. Oh, now it's time for a sweater, sweater weather. Um, oh, and, my goodness. And then it's the hat and the scarf and uh, shoveling snow and everything else. I just like, the only thing I don't like about summer is cutting the grass. Really? Yeah, I don't. I don't like it because uh, it's it's a chore. It's something that I have to do as soon as the grass gets sure. to a certain length. I can't control how fast it grows, right? So it's like, mm-hmm. well, I, I guess you know, I was planning to do this on such and such a day, but no, I got to cut the grass instead because it's grown to a length that if I wait any longer, it's going to get way too long to be able to handle properly. So uh, that's sure. the only thing I don't like. Although, you know, in, in fairness, I have a son who can cut the grass and. And right, right. Put him to work. I do. It's one of his chores, um, but I, I do all the trimming work and stuff, so I kind of got to coordinate with him anyways. So, yeah, it's just one of those things. I but otherwise, other than that, I just love summer. Speaking of, of cutting the grass, it's interesting because um, we're on vacation this week and uh, with my husband's side of the family, and on Friday of last week, the boys got up, and of course, they're not in school because they're on summer break. The first thing that my husband told them to do was get the yard ready because we're going to be uh, out of town next week for on vacation. And sure enough, they got out there and got that yard sorted, got the grass cut, got the weed eater, got everything edged. And I'm so proud of them because they're um, 11 and and nine, my two older boys, and uh, he's taught them. And so now I'm like, you know, at some point in time when they when they have families of their own, they'll know how to cut the grass and and keep a yard nice and mm-hmm. presentable. Um, so what did they do? But, what, did, what did your kids do at nine and, and eleven? What would they do? Out? I mean, are they pushing the lawnmower or are they just weeding oh, or yes. what are they doing? Yeah, they're doing all of it. They are running the lawnmower. Um, and my my nine-year-old, it was funny because he was in the backyard and it stopped. The lawnmower stopped. I think he went over something. And it was it was interesting watching him try to restart it. Right. 
uh, after a few tries, uh, it came back on. But yeah, they're they're mowing the yard. They are edging. They are weed eating, and just straightening up. The it's nice, nice. The nice thing, of of course, is you do that before you go away, and then hopefully when you come back, there's not this huge. A mess or or stuff that you're going to deal with, right? Versus, you know what? It looks okay. We'll just leave it and you come back from vacation. Now you're going to be busy with work. Oh, my gracious. And listen, that was Friday. Saturday morning, I was, I had them all up. Everybody could participate. And I was like, today is cleaning day. (laughs) We're going on vacation tomorrow. So the entire house is spotless. So that when we come home off of vacation, we're coming home to a spotless house. Right. Um, it just it just makes perfect sense. Sure. Not that it's not clean, you know, regularly, but um, you just go the extra mile when you get ready to go on vacation. Sure. And the nice thing, mm-hmm. too, is you're not coming back to a whole bunch of work. You hear people say all the time after they get back from vacation, how was your vacation? Oh, I need another vacation. I need a vacation. Yeah. Right. Because <laughs> they got a lot of work to, to deal with when they come back, catching up, you know, in their workplace or even at home and stuff. So, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Um, I've noticed a lot of, um, in the summertime in particular, and and this has happened over the last few years, even pre-pandemic, where songwriters set themselves up for a songwriting challenge where they'll you know, sure. they'll say, I'm going to write a song a week uh, all summer long or a song a day or whatever, you know, and, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I don't know if this is because they have lots of time on their hands or they just want this challenge, you know, to to explore different ways to write songs or different uh, themes for songs or whatever. Right. Um, have you ever done that? You know what? I have. And it's interesting because I'll go through seasons and certain seasons call for certain type of writing style, I guess, and a level of creativity. Um, I was sharing with somebody just recently about how the Lord spoke to me and said that there was a wave of creativity coming. And I don't know how long this wave of creativity is going to last. It could be, shoot, it could be over the summer. It could be two weeks. It could be six months. I don't know. But in this season, I've written probably two to three songs from start to finish, just solid. And people around me in my, in my inner circle, they've written full out songs in this season. So I think to have like a set time, I I haven't myself, I haven't had a set time where I said, okay, at three o'clock every day, I'm going to sit down and, and be quiet and, and try and write some music. It hasn't been like that for me. Like I'll wake up and have a song just in my heart, something that I dreamt about or, or something from a message that I've heard in church, a full song will come out of it. Um, so it's different. I guess it's different for writers. Um, but it's an interesting season, and I'm just riding the wave while it's, while it's flowing. 
I'm wondering if the deadlines actually work. And what I mean by that is if somebody, a songwriter, has decided I'm going to write a song a week, um, mm-hmm. can they can they achieve what they would want to achieve in a quality song? Or is it just like, I got to meet the deadline, so here's what I got? Yeah, it's... I think it's different for different people because at the end of the day, it does come down to a certain amount of discipline. Um, One of the songwriters and artists that I highly respect, I know that this person sits down every day and takes time to write music. And... I mean, kudos to them because their songs are playing on the radio every day mm-hmm. on every Christian radio station around the globe. So, so it's working, obviously. Who, um, who's this artist? Can you say? <laughs> this artist is Toby Mac. <laughs> oh, really? I I thought. Yes. I didn't think about Toby Mac. I was actually thinking Torn Wells. Oh, okay. I wouldn't yeah, be surprised if he does the same thing because he's always got a song and sometimes he's got multiple songs charting at the same time. The only way you yeah. could do that is to continuously be writing. Right, right. And it's, you know, it's, I don't know what their their schedules are, but if, I believe if you do carve out time, for me, look, I got four little boys <laughs> mm-hmm. I've got a ton of other things. Grass going to cut, on. chores <laughs> to do in the house, house cleaning. Absolutely. Yeah. Vacation. Yeah. <laughs> I, maybe I need to write a song um, while I'm on vacation about vacation. Right. A, a Christian <laughs> song, of course. Summertime. I would find it really difficult, even, well, maybe specifically in the summertime to stay disciplined and stay on target and on focus writing a song. I've never written a song. Actually, I think I tried when I was like a teenager or something like that, but it was really, really really hokey. And, and, you know, my brother, who's a brilliant musician, just laughed at me. Um, But I I don't know if I could uh, stay disciplined and focused that way. And I, I, I suppose the other thing too is how do you, how do you continue getting the creative juices flowing if if every week or every day or whatever your time frame is you've got to come up with a new song and it's got to be you know I would think you would want it to be a decent song right right I I can only speak for myself and sometimes it's a full song sometimes it's a chorus sometimes it's a theme and on special occasions, it's everything at once. And that doesn't happen for me regularly. You know, like I'll, I'll have a concept and I will jot down uh, the chorus idea or, or whatever comes to mind. Um, but yeah, it, that's rare, at least for me, for for someone to just have a full out polished song from start to finish, all of the the moving parts um, completed in a short period of time. 
And when you write a song, is your, um, I think everybody probably has a different way of, of writing songs. And I know there's uh-huh. voice, voice memos and there's stuff that, yes. you know, you, getting ideas from that, you know, brainwave that you had two weeks ago or two months ago or two years ago and and now right. taking that and using that to write a song but for you what is a what is a song uh, what is a song that's been written is it something where you just got the lyrics written down and you or do you actually record like a just a quick little recording on the piano or or another instrument and and now that's the the finished song not 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 professionally recorded obviously but that's right, right. that's your you've achieved what you wanted to achieve during this you know, during this, uh, this, this, um, challenge that you set season yourself up have you. Yeah. Um, for me, I can break open my voice memos and I have several hundred. Um, and those are song, song ideas or full out songs that I've gotten and sent to like other writers or, producers or even myself like I'll send myself stuff and then go back and revisit I have so many voice memos of song ideas um and I will if I'm at my office I'll grab my guitar and kind of pluck out what I'm hearing or strum what I'm hearing and sometimes it's just vocals, you mm-hmm. know? So it's different. Probably different for uh, different artists as, as far as what they play, if they even play instruments, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's a good point. I suppose the um, it would be helpful, obviously, to have those voice memos and stuff. And I, you know, when I think of a songwriter... Uh, posting on social media saying, hey, I'm doing a songwriting challenge for the next 10 weeks or all summer long or for the next three months or whatever, going to come up with a song Mm -hmm. every week. I immediately get the impression that it's like, here I am starting from scratch, going to write a song, when that's not necessarily true if you're going back onto some previous voice memos and ideas that you had previously. It's just like more taking a previous idea and cultivating it and making something happen right. with that. Cause I don't, I just don't know how you could stay creative and, and, you know, stay fresh and, and, you know, right. uh, especially if you just get, you know, sidetracked with other stuff that happens in life, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the same is true for concepts and, and other ideas like, I've gotten in the middle of the night ideas for uh, businesses or just processes and models for um, things that I have going on in my life. And shucks, the voice memo is perfect for that as well. Um, I'll just record what it is that, that drops in my spirit. So if it's me just talking about something or a dream that I had or like that's one way that that the Lord speaks to me um is through dreams and so apart from my voicemail I mean voice memo I have a journal and I have my notes where I will write down specifically what I had just seen in a dream 
Can you and actually can you actually remember dreams though? I like I forget. Oh I wake my up. Gosh. I wake up and I and I remember parts of it and then you know a few seconds later it's gone. And even though really? it was a great dream, and then and then I try to get back to sleep to get back into the dream again, and it's and it's gone. Like I'm thinking about the how I left off, and how do you resume a dream? You know. Oh my gracious! You, those those things are for me clear indications that there is, in fact, a God that is concerned about every single detail of our lives. Because I can look at my life now. And where I am, specifically uh, what I'm doing at this this season of my life, um, it's because God gave it to me in a dream years and years before. Um, I'm I'm seeing stuff <laughs> that that God showed me so long ago. And what's crazy is I've, I've documented this stuff. So I'm not, there's no way you can, I'm not that clever. Okay. <laughs> like I can't, <laughs> I can't make this stuff up. You're more you clever know? than me. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I just cannot make this stuff up. So when I look at my, my uh, notes and my journals and my, listen to my voice memos and I'm seeing things happening in my life now that God showed or spoke back in, you know, maybe 2012 or, or 2002, things like that. It's like, okay, uh, no one can convince me otherwise, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? I'm a little baffled on how, like, it's one thing to remember a dream. It's another thing to wake up because I've many times had, you know, brilliant um, ideas in the middle of the night, you know, while I'm sleeping and I yeah. wake and I wake up and I either scribble it down or I type it into my phone and, and mm-hmm. then I wake up the next morning thinking, what the heck is that? Like, <laughs> I have no idea what I've written down. I have no idea what I was thinking. Um, you know, the spelling's off or whatever, or that just handwriting is awful. Um, mm-hmm. So what do you, you wake up completely just to do that and then try to get back to sleep? Yes, I do. I, I totally do. And I, I'm going to tell you how crazy this is. Just over the weekend, um, we had a scheduled recording session, but I had a dream a few nights prior and certain things that were not planned ended up taking place in that recording session. Things that I dreamt about. And it was bananas because I got up. When I saw it, I dreamt it up, wrote it down. And then uh, in the session, days later, uh, <laughs> my... <laughs> My husband and I were going over it and I was just like, okay, this is crazy. God still speaks. <laughs> He's, he, he cares about us that much, you know, like nothing takes him by surprise. Um, it may take us by surprise, especially when he, when he shows himself in such a way. Um, and it's not, 
anything that will ever get old to me, I'm, I stand in awe regularly because God, he just shows himself and I, I can't doubt him, you know? I don't know how we got on this, but yeah. yeah. He's so he's so good to us. Well, we we were we were talking yeah. obviously about songwriting challenges and it's the summertime and that's when a lot of people or a lot of artists will spend some time. I suppose part of the reason why is because there's a lot of summer festivals and they've got time perhaps to write when they're traveling from gig to gig. Um, right. Or, right. or you know, they, they've shown up, they've done their sound check. Now they got three or four hours to kill before they're actually on stage. Um, mm-hmm. So obviously mm-hmm. they're, they're uh, spending some time doing artist interviews with radio stations or uh, podcasts or whatever. And then, and then, you know, Hey, I've got some time to, to kill as it were in their writing songs. But I've also found that this, sure, is, sure. this is a season when, you know, summertime, you're not even thinking about Christmas, but this is when a lot of artists are writing and starting to record Christmas music to get it out in time right. for radio and streaming. One of the things that, that the Lord spoke to me years ago, um, and I'm still trying to make it a full out practice in my life. He said, discipline plus consistency equals payoff. So kudos to those artists and songwriters carve out the time and exercise discipline and consistency um, with their songwriting because the payoff is evident, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm still working on it. Well, we've we've chatted with so many artists over the years on Between the Grooves and, you know, time and time again, you hear about the hundreds, literally hundreds of songs that they've written that never necessarily right. see the light of day because now they're going right. to take the best of those hundreds and, and, you know, maybe it's just one or two or, or a few going on to an album or, or releasing one or two as a single or whatever. And that's what you might see as far as their... Um, songs that they have on on the streaming services or that you hear on the radio. And it's incredible because mm-hmm. you've got an artist that's, uh, you know, a prolific artist that's been around for years and years. Like think of a of a Michael W. Smith or a Chris Tomlin or, or one of these guys that have like tons and tons of songs. I could, I could just imagine what it would be like if they ever did a request um, at one of their shows and they can't remember what song it is because it was so long ago and they wrote, they wrote it so long ago and they've written so many since, you know, can you imagine? It's like, Oh, what song is that? You know, like I kind of recognize the title. I have no idea how it goes. (laughs) Um, Talking about Christmas music in this season of summer. The other thing you'll see is, uh, is Christmas videos. You won't see the videos, but you'll see artists posting about, you know, the fact that they're recording videos and stuff. Now's right about the time. And you think to yourself, it's stinking hot outside. And here they are with, right, right. you know, winter coats and backdrop of Christmas trees and snow falling oh and whatever gosh. else, you know. The, if you're wh- going to try and pull that off, don't do not do it outside here in yeah, Florida. I know. <laughs> but whatever it takes to, to make it happen. I mean, that's all part of planning out the whole course of the year and planning out when you release music and stuff and I think you mentioned right. about the fact that if you're going to be releasing um, Christmas music, or if you're going to be re- releasing music, say September, October, if it's not Christmas music, maybe you want to hold off 
until early in the new year and, and release it when you're going to get some more exposure. Um, yes, indeed. More so for radio. Streaming probably doesn't matter as much because I don't know that people necessarily get into the Christmas. Well, I shouldn't say that. I don't really get into the Christmas mode as far as me enjoying listening to the music until December. Having, I, I having was just said about that, to ask you. Well, for me, like on the radio side of things, I'm working on Christmas music usually the end of September, definitely October. Okay. And okay. what's neat so about what's that? So what's too early to start playing it? Um, well, I, I think the general rule of thumb is um, radio stations begin playing uh, Christmas music after American Thanksgiving or at least after yes. Black Friday. Uh-huh. Um, for me, at the radio station here in Toronto, um, I don't start playing it until December 1st. So some some radio okay. stations will already be playing Christmas music, like the mainstream secular radio stations. Some of them have already started playing Christmas music. I don't get into it until okay. until December first. Having said that, I've been I've personally been listening to new Christian music since October because artists themselves should be sending their music to the radio stations. Uh, I would say by the end of October at the latest. You start sending mm-hmm. it in November. See, radio yeah, stations it's, are it's trying to get buried. Yeah, it is. It's going to get buried and may not even get played because radio stations are trying right. to get ahead of the game because people sure. take time off at Christmas, which means that the music programmers, the the guys that actually are scheduling the music, they need to be a couple of weeks ahead in scheduling music. So right. if you send it the third week in November, as an example, you might only get that song played a handful of times versus if you want to get the full Christmas season, as far as radio is concerned, you want to get the full exposure to music, send it earlier than later. Right, right. I Note start taken. Getting, I hope folks are taking notes. Yeah, I start getting Christmas music uh, last year. I think it was the last week in September that I started receiving stuff. So, yeah, take that okay. for what it's worth. So I'm going I'm to send you um, I'm going to send you some Christmas music uh, from an artist that I'm working with. I'm gonna send it to you next week, okay? About okay, <laughs> we can make a record. This will be this will be a record for me getting music in uh, in the summertime for for an artist. Now, who's the, who's this artist? <laughs> Monique Chade. Monique. Listen, now, you and I even... have chatted offline about Monique. We're gonna have her on the podcast one of these days. Yes, we are. Yeah. I'm so excited about it, and um, we're gonna we're gonna have to have a conversation about releasing some Christmas music. Okay. About you, about yeah. her, or about it, her. in general? No, her. Okay. Her Sounds releasing good. some some Christmas music. Okay. Um, so you heard you it here, folks. You heard now. it here first. <laughs> Christmas music on the way from Monique. What's Monique's last name again? Monique Shade. Shade. Perfect. So be looking forward to that as well. Yay, fun times. Yes, and uh, speaking of times, we are out of time on this episode of Between the Grooves. It's time for us to go. In fact, listen, if you listen really carefully, you can hear that music. Thanks to our very proficient producer, Justine. Because she rocks. She She rocks. rocks. She makes it happen for us. Thank you once again, Justine, for all the hard work that she does. She does a lot of stuff behind the scenes, including a lot of our social media stuff and... uh, If it weren't for her, you probably would never hear about the podcast because you'd never know about new episodes because she's the one that posts a lot of that stuff. So thank you to um, 
to her for that. And thank you to our listeners who are faithful listeners of Between the Grooves. Uh, We appreciate you. Don't forget to like and subscribe and follow us wherever you listen and follow us on the socials as well. Thanks for listening to Faith Strong Today's Between the Grooves podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, would you consider sharing it with your friends, rating our podcast, or giving us some love on your socials to your amazing friends and followers will only help us reach more people. We'd also love to hear from you and share your feedback in an upcoming episode. Send your video or written message to Aisha and James on Facebook and Twitter at Between Grooves or email us anytime. Hello at faithstrongtoday.com.